Thank you, everyone, for listening to Men's Breakfast Talk with Dan and Steve. And this is Steve here. I want to talk to you a moment about Anchor. Anchor is how we are able to put together this podcast so seamlessly. They have sure made it easy. With this being our third episode coming up, uh, it's just amazing how, how much Anchor has made it easy. So I know what you're thinking. How could I be a podcaster? Well, here's how you do it. All you got to do is to download that free Anchor app, or you can go you can go on to anchor.fm to get started, and you too could be a podcaster. Now, again, you can't be as slick and as, as good at uh, podcasting as me and Dan, that's okay. You go, you be you, and we'll be us. Thank you again for listening to Men's Breakfast Talk with Dan and Steve. Hello, and welcome to Men's Breakfast Table Talk, episode three with Dan and Steve. Three. And uh, joining us at the breakfast table. This weekend is Steve's brother, Greg. So everybody welcome Greg in. And hey, Greg. Welcome to the breakfast table, Welcome man. to the breakfast table. Big deal's here. Big deal <laughs> Big deal's made it to the table. So uh, we are actually outdoors this, uh, this morning. It's a beautiful day, and we decided to bring the show outdoors. So if you hear uh, background music or background noises, we're out on the farm. So there could be some ducks quacking or some chickens clucking or snakes doing whatever snakes do for that matter but we're outdoors and you know what snakes do they bite they die they (laughs) they die they bite no they must go they must go so uh we got dogs running around so it's going to be a little bit of a different show but uh hopefully you'll enjoy it and uh i kind of wanted to start off this show talking about uh the last dance special that came on last weekend uh about michael jordan uh, have either one of you guys seen it? I have not seen it. I wish uh, I wish I had. I'm sure it's really good and it's probably very topical, but I hadn't seen it. I hadn't seen it either. Uh, but, you know, since it's come out, a lot of the talk on the Internet and other places is, you know, where Jordan is and the, you know, is he the greatest? Is he the second greatest? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, so we kind of wanted to talk about... Uh, Rather than who the greatest single player is, uh, maybe if you could pick a starting five, who would your starting five be? And and it can be past players, present players, doesn't matter, nothing, you know, no rules, no guidelines. Uh, just trying to have a little bit of fun. So, uh, Steve, why don't you why don't you kick it off, or do you want to go position by position? Ooh, let's nope. do. Let's do position by position. I agree. I like, I like it that way. I agree. And so we, you, you start a team off. To me, you started off with a point guard. You started have, off with a point guard. You got to have a guy that can bring it down the floor, that can distribute the ball to kind of get the offense started. Yep. So, um, to me, the greatest of all time, the guy that I loved uh, growing up uh, is Magic Johnson. Uh, Magic Johnson is my point guard He's on my guard. starting five. Yep. All right. Greg, do you got one? Now, Obviously, I know Greg because he's my brother. He was a he was a big, big, big uh, Isaiah Thomas fan. Uh, Greg, does Isaiah Thomas play on your uh, on your starting five? I'm going with Chris Paul. Whoa! Whoa. Curveball thrown. I didn't see that one coming. Wow! Nice. A good right. good pick. I'm a I'm a huge Chris Paul fan. So uh, I'm in, I'm impressed. I I'm love a fan, but ever five, five years ago. Oh, okay. The five year. Okay, All right. okay. All right. I, I see what you're doing. All right. Uh, I too. 
I'm going magic. Okay. All right. Uh, six eight. I don't care if it's back in the eighties or now. Six eight point guard. Uh, they can handle the ball, pass, rebound, play a little bit of defense. He's on my team. You know, later his, his shot improved later in his year. His Magic's vision, he could see the court, knew, knew it so well. And uh, he was great in interviews. <laughs> Plus, he was he was the the face for the league. You know, he, he was. He, he Magic is the guy. I'm, good choice. All right. So, Greg, you started off this time with. Uh, Who's, who's your shooting guard? I'm going with Kobe. Strong. Wow. Because this is this is the obvious. That's how he kicked it off. But Kobe is that's Strong. a big one. That's a big one. I, I like it that your list is going to be different than mine. Me too. My my list is going to beat yours. I think I ooh. Ooh, <laughs> I think mine and Steve's will be fairly similar. If I don't know what he's picked, but I think they're going to be fairly similar. Uh, but strong pick. Good good job. His airness. Michael Jordan has got to be number two in my he, book. Yeah, he's he's my shooting guard. Um, yeah, but man, or I'm my a... center, or my point guard, or my strong. <laughs> yeah, but for this position, it's it's Jordan. Wow, I, I'm I'm still kind of I'm I'm so kind of impressed by Greg's team so now, far. Kobe Kobe is probably coming off the bench. Oh um, yeah, the first one off the bench for that position. You know the the you know Kobe does not come off the bench. Oh, <laughs> never. <laughs> strong take, strong take. All right. All right. So I'll start off the next round with my shooting forward. Okay, I, I know who mine is. I bet you mine's similar. I'm gonna go Larry Bird. Ah, uh, me too. <laughs> this is this. Our team is looking kind of silly here. Uh, Bird is my guy. Uh, so he, he's, he's my guy. Uh, he he's the kind of guy that. You know, especially being from Houston, or I'm sure the people from LA, uh, you hate him. But he's a guy I would always want on my team. Uh, he could do everything. He could shoot. He could play defense. He could uh, rebound, rebound, pass. Bring, he, he could do everything. And uh, just his demeanor on the court was was unparalleled. So Larry Bird's my pick. Well, you know, you mentioned that demeanor. I think that's I think that's what I get. It's, it's that, that cockiness, that arrogance he had, that confidence that just was breaming. Uh, and then he was so com- – they say he was like the biggest trash talker in the NBA. And, oh, yeah. Uh, so he, 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 could, he could talk it, but he can bring it. Oh, yeah, and he brought it when he talked it. Yeah. Greg, what about for you? For Who's your, who's your power forward? Or uh, small forward? I'm going with the King, LeBron James. LeBron at small forward. Okay, I mean, he, he definitely can play both forward spots, and so I, uh, you can't go wrong you having LeBron. Your pick. LeBron's on your team, so it's, uh, that's, a, that's a good pick for number three uh, for your three position. Uh, to me, he's, he's unstoppable. The guy, he's, he's a big that can handle the basketball and shoot, play defense. He does it all. Uh, he... he is still playing his the the so the book isn't closed on LeBron and we'll see where he finishes uh, his career uh, as far as where he stacks on the all-time rank but he's gonna stack very high on my all-time list as a basketball player any position one or two one or two yep he might end up there I I don't think he's there quite yet because I think people overlook a certain couple of people uh, generally Um, but he's he's up there he's in the top five for sure for now Steve, who do you have as your power forward? Well, uh, Greg stole my thunder, but I, I put uh, I put LeBron's 
on my, as a power forward for me because I like the versatility that he brings. And I, boy, wouldn't it be great to see LeBron play with Larry Bird down in the, with the forward? Wouldn't that be just incredible uh, to see those two work together? Uh, but I, I got I got LeBron as my four, and uh, you know, uh, you could you he could easily be your three. He could easily even be your two at times because he's got a he's got a phenomenal shot. But uh, but I got I got LeBron's as my number as my five as my four. I too oh have LeBron God. as my four. Um, <laughs> He could, he could have, like I said earlier, he, he can play all five positions if he has to. Uh, I think that, you know, going back to the one or two uh, discussion is, uh, for me, there's intangibles that you have to include on that on that list. And that he could play every position, like you said. Well, the intangible yeah. that he doesn't have, that Jordan does have to me, is just the wicked killer instinct. Uh, go for the throat. Um just, just the killer instinct, and also Jordan's got the rings. But uh, without the rings included, I just think, even though LeBron's will to win is probably very strong, I just think Mike's was a little more. And, uh, but you know, if you're number two on that long of a list, you've done a pretty good job for yourself. You know, you you can there's okay because we can certainly make this a topic about who's the greatest ever in any sport, <laughs> uh, any sport. But this, but LeBron is high. Uh, there's, there, I think there's people in the conversation that should be mentioned if you're if we're gonna rabbit trail a little bit. You gotta, you gotta throw in, you gotta throw in. Uh, uh, to me, Magic and Bird are gotta be in the conversation, but they're not there. Uh, you gotta throw in uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, which is somebody that's very frequently overlooked as one of the greatest players ever. Not by me. Uh, I know, because I imagine that's where your five is. But we'll we'll leave it. We'll leave that revealed for uh, a few moments. But uh, but man, I, I tell you, that's. Uh, uh, LeBron is up there, and his in his book, like I said, is not closed yet. It's, it's not closed. Nope. I think it's closing, but it's not closed. Yep. Okay. All right, and let's go with Greg. Who's who's your center for this all time, all five team? Well, I do still have to pick my number four. Oh, uh, my bad. And it's going to be Dennis Rodman, and it's because I don't want the offense. I want the defense, and um, I, I need some rebounding. So. Uh, that's my guy. I, the... I, I'm just thanking God that we that we brought Greg here. Considering that mine and Dan's list is so far matched perfectly, if we didn't have some, if we uh, just for the simple fact that Greg is is able to bring such a such a different perspective, of things is I'm so glad he's at the table with us. But 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 Dennis Rodman. So what I'm what I'm hearing yeah, is that I, I like 20 rebounds. I'm what what I'm hearing is we're not going to give you 20 shots to rebound though is the problem. So, the, what I'm hearing out of all this is that mine and Steve's team would tie and we'd both beat Greg's. That's what I'm hearing. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I like that. Well, when you when you pick my center, like I'm going to pick uh, Mr. Olajuwon. Uh, <laughs> okay. There, there's no beating my team. Is that, a, is that a homer pick or is that a uh, bona fide? Bona fide. my guy. Best five ever. All right. Wow. That's another strong take. All right. Uh, Mr. Big over Drop here. the mic. Drop the mic right there. <laughs> All right, so my five is is a, a Hakeem Olajuwon, with or without the H. Um, I, this might be more of a homer pick because I think a, I think a, a very valid case can make that that somebody like Abdul Jabbar is a was a better center, or was had the biggest career, or was you know the all time greatest list. But but man, I got to sit there every night and watch Dream play. 
and it's almost impossible for me not to see the greatness that he brought in. So, so there might be some homer in my pick, but my team, I would say I got, I got uh, Magic, I've got uh, Jordan, I've got Bird, I've got LeBron's, and Dream. That's a pretty strong five. Yeah, I too <laughs> went Hakeem. Oh, uh, my was a complete homer pick because of primarily what Steve said is, you know, I did get to watch him every day. And I think he's probably becoming more appreciated since his retirement than he was when he was playing. Uh, but some of the things he did as a big man on the floor were just phenomenal. Uh, growing up, I was a huge Kareem Abdul-Jabbar fan. So uh, either one of those could be interchanged. But for purposes of this uh, topic. I figured I'd go ahead and make the one homer pick and go with the king. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy with my team. Well, I, as somebody that had to guard against Dan's skyhook on a basketball court, uh, I could see where you would have Jabbar as one of your favorite uh, players because it was really hard to try to get to Dan's hook when on a basketball court. <laughs> Back in the day. Back in the day. So our our five matches, uh, and Greg has a very unique uh, team. So Greg, Greg, I would, on yours, I would, the only one I would just really think was kind of off the, off the chart would be probably Chris <laughs> Paul. Really? Well, I, I tell you, when you, when you look at Chris Paul's career numbers, they stack up there with some of the best point guards they ever. They do. You, but, you, you're and, thinking of, you're, when you think of the best part, you're thinking of, you're thinking of Magic, you're thinking of John Stockton. Those are the two. Those are the two. But then you, if you look at Chris Paul's stats, I think, I think he's got a case. Now, my, uh, my biggest, uh, uh, my, my biggest uh, uh, eye-opening moment was really the Dennis Rodman pick. But, man, I, I, I actually, I'm actually going to back Greg up on that the Chris Paul pick because uh, those two years he spent as a Rocket and this is in his declining years. What you see is some of the intangibles that you don't that you don't get to count on a basketball court, like like leadership and, and those things that you kind of get to appreciate. And so now, where I where I would say before he was traded to the Rockets, I I, I probably was a Chris Paul hater. Uh, I grew to love him uh, when he was a, when he was a Houston Rocket. I'm not saying solid career, solid guy, good leader. But if I had one pick out of the entire history of the NBA to be my point guard, it probably wouldn't be. Uh, it probably would not be Chris Paul. Okay. Um, so kind of piggybacking off of this, James Harden, being Houstonians as we are, he didn't even come up as an afterthought on anybody's radar. It sounds like. What What's your take on Harden and his? Legacy is, and the book's not closed on him yet either. But where do you, where do you stand on Harden as as one of the all time greats at his position? Well, before I go to all over basketball, I have to first think of my team because he's on my team, right? Uh, he's not the greatest player on my team, so uh, today, ever, 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 okay. Yeah, you, you, he's obviously behind Dream uh, as a best player ever. Um, as far as being one of the all time greats in the NBA. Um, he's a Hall of Fame player, especially with an It's not MVP. that difficult in the NBA. It isn't, but but man, when you already have an MVP, and in, in a case we made, he could have been, he, he should have been. He could have two or three. He could have he could have two and possibly three MVPs at this point. 
now you're talking that maybe he should start to be considered, especially considering that that he's only he's still a young player right. at this point, a relatively young player. That when the books get closed, that he should start to be considered certain things. But but man, you not to say that people that haven't gotten championships doesn't make the player. But in the NBA, it is all about the jewelry, sure. and he's got none. He has none. And, well, and so you, he can't be in that conversation at this point until he gets some some hardware. Yeah, I agree. Uh, please excuse us, but I, I'm sitting at a breakfast table, and I have no waitress. Oh, you need a waitress? Yeah. Oh. Uh, we, you know, uh, in, in the COVID-19 uh <laughs> world that we live in we had to furlough we had to furlough our waitress um so it this has become a self-serve breakfast table correct (laughs) so with your with your with your take on harden and the rings so you've got jj watt going over to the texans okay three-time defensive player of the year yeah uh we're where does he stand on all-time greatness at his position in your eyes? Ooh. He, he he's got he's got some people above him uh, still at this point. You got to put Reggie White still ahead of him. I think. Do you? I think so. For what reason? Um, just long, longevity at the position uh, and. I just, I just think he hardware. Hardware's part of it. Okay, hardware's part of it. Yep. Um, but I could tell you, obviously, being on what was considered my team, uh, and as a Houstonian, and what he and how he's uh, viewed as not just as a player, but as a spokesman for the team, league, and community. Uh, there's a lot to be said for that. Uh, you know, when we talk about. Houston and leading the community and all the things that happened with Harvey and uh, and and how he responded and, and was was just a uh, you know it but but when we're just talking about player best ever um, you know he's got to be considered a, a definitely in the top three not that I can necessarily pick one or two above him but uh, but hopefully the book isn't close on him uh, it's closing quickly. Well, injuries are played a huge part, sure. and and, uh, and he's still trying to come back from but that's those. That's part of the resume. I mean, it is definitely part it, of the resume. It, so, you you have to you have to gauge what he does on the field. Right? Yeah. If he's not on the field, he's not helping anybody. So, where do you where do you put him? Well, before I get to that, if he were if he were to hang up his cleats today and say I'm done. Yep. Hall of Famer? Definitely. Without he's, a doubt. So he's already Hall of Famer. He's, he's, he is not in the Hall of Very Good. He is in the Hall of Excellence. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Okay. So where does he stand on on my... Uh, best ever defensive lineman? Best ever defensive lineman. Uh, there's two guys that have three. Okay. Him, and, him and Lawrence Taylor. Well, do you consider Lawrence Taylor a defensive lineman or a lineman? No, I'm talking about three defensive player of the years. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so there's two two of them. All right. Uh, to me, and you have to take eras into consideration, but uh, you know, get it, give away the personal problems or what have you. But Lawrence Taylor was greatest at hit position that I've ever seen. Uh, 
he, at, at he the time he played, he redefined the position. Absolutely. Okay, so this you're, you're so you, when you when you talk and about that's a game changer. changer. It's a game changer. Uh, what? Don't do crack. Don't, Don't do, do crack. crack. That's, that's right. <laughs> crack is crack is whack <laughs> in a bad way. <laughs> um, I. Watt has not redefined the position, which may actually be a stronger statement. He hasn't? No, because because you haven't seen a cataclysmic change in how things are. He he is a he is a standout of anyone else in his position, but he hadn't changed it. I don't know, man. I mean, I think he took. I think I think he. I I, I think he. He made that edge rushing position to where, you know, because. He's a guy that's playing defensive end slash linebacker slash tackle. He's doing a little bit of all of them. Uh, you know, he he's batting away balls. He's uh, playing the pass. He's playing the run. He's playing, you know, he's going out to court. He's doing a little bit of everything. Uh, I, I got to put him up there. I don't know if he's number one, but he's real close. Okay. He's right. real close. And, again, maybe some homerism playing in there. But... Uh, just watching that guy work, it, it, it was, it, it's been fantastic and pleasure to watch him do his job. Okay. Well, hey, uh, I got a question for you. What's up? So I saw this week uh, on Twitter something tw- trending, and it made, me, it made me have kind of a head-scratcher moment about how do you define it. And it was, uh, the question is, I'm not asking for you to, to name your top five or anything, but the question, the question on Twitter was, uh, top five perfect movies of all time, uh, and there was a whole bunch of movies mentioned. So, what is perfect movie? What is it? What is a perfect movie? I, I don't know. Is it? Is it the? You know, last week we went through the IMED top movies of all time, but does that make those? Does that make a perfect movie? I, I, I guess it would define on what your definition of perfect is. I think it's pretty subjective. Well, obviously in the Twitter world, there isn't a whole lot of detail in right. something. It's uh, it, that's the whole nature of the of the uh, you know the the limited number of characters. Yep. And so I guess it's in the eye of the beholder at this point about what is a perfect movie. But I, I can tell you one movie just popped into my brain as soon as I read it, and not a lot of people mentioned it because I went through I, I want I read all the Twitter stuff and, and there were a couple mentions for this movie, but man, just one movie just instantly popped into my head. And so, what, however, I my mind tried to define it it, it, it. it actually was able to choose a a movie. So, is this your favorite movie? No. Okay. It, it, when you when people ask me what's your favorite movie, I I never bring this one up. All right. But to me, just in how it was delivered, and the tightness of the script, and the acting, and the way it was presented, to me, this one movie was a perfect movie for me. Which one was that? And again, it just popped in my brain. All right. Back to the Future. Huh. Okay. Back to the Future. Um, it's funny you say that because okay. I remember as a kid, uh, I remember when, where I went to see it. I went to see it at Greens Point Mall. Oh, my gosh. Guns Point. Yep. And <laughs> uh, I remember walking out of the theater after I saw this, after I saw that movie, and I was so encapsulated into the movie that... I felt like I was actually in the movie. I think that's a good pick. Uh, I, wow, perfect movie. Um, talk about that for a second. I'm going to try to come up with with a perfect movie because that that's a that's a thinker. 
So what I, so if I think of other movies that I think are uh, that are in that ilk for me, and, and it, it gets on my, and then you got to get some favoritism into the movie too. But man, I'll tell you, Unforgiven is a pretty tight movie. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. I think it's well written. Obviously, extremely well acted by having three actors that I just absolutely are at the top of my list as far as greatest actors of all time. Uh, and so, Unforgiven is a perfect movie. Uh, Greg, is there anything that comes to mind when when you get when you get when you get brought up of, of a perfect movie? Does anything come to your brain when you think of that? No, I know because it's hard. It's hard it's because hard you to have define to, it. It's it's so, it's so ill-defined. But I I thought that that's that's why I thought it would be an, an interesting talk uh, at the breakfast. All right, I, this morning. one of, one of my favorites uh, as far as that is it, it might actually it's going to shock you probably um, and it's Castaway. Ooh, man, that's a good one, and I I, I completely agree with you. I, that I love that movie. Love it or hate it, because people do. Uh, it's, just, it's, it's very just, polarizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good movie. Yeah, I I agree with that. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you one I, just because I can't think of another, but it, it's one we've talked about before. Uh, Coming to America. Oh my gosh. Wow. And the only reason I'm saying that is because um, <laughs> I remember going to the movies with. I think you were with me. No, I wasn't. I was at the drive-in. Okay. Um, <laughs> Stranded but, at the drive-in. <laughs> nice. You're welcome. Uh, it it it. The movie flowed so well. Okay. And uh, they're coming out with another one. As a matter of fact, if you didn't know that. <laughs> um, but you know that was Eddie Murphy at his prime, okay. Uh, Arsenio Hall at his prime. Yep. Uh, Daryl at his prime. Um, it, very. I'm not gonna say it's well acted or an Academy Award winning movie or anything like that, but just the flow and how they delivered the information in the movie, I think was done perfectly. Yes. And it kind of makes me. Samuel L. Jackson in there did. too. Yep. And and it makes me kind of not want to see the second one. Because there's no way that it can live up to the quote-unquote perfection of the first one. Yeah. Why I tell you, that, that's always been a comedic favorite of mine. Me too. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it. Uh, but boy, I just remember just cracking up. Cracking up. Steve, what else you got on what else you got on the list there? I, I want to go back real quick to what Greg Greg had mentioned about Castaway. Sure. Greg, when you think of Castaway, what I what I think of a perfect movie did it, and our other our, our chickens are at the if yeah. you can't hear them uh, have decided to interject. They must have their perfect movie. Uh, <laughs> shut up before I call Chick Fil A. Uh, in Castaway, the one thing that that stood out to me was the ending. To make a perfect movie, would he needed have gotten the girl at the end? No. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! No, that's what one of the things that made it the perfect movie was not getting the girl. Not getting the girl after that amount of time, she was just going to stop her end her life. No, she had to move on. <sighs> to the, to, to be, be the most realistic, it had to it had to go the way it went. And Helen Hunt hotness, she ain't gonna stay alone, alone for that long. It, no, he was not going to get her back. Period. Come on. But but did they? They, she gets in the car with them in the rain, and the, oh, yeah. in the it looks like it's gonna go, and, and then, it, then it doesn't, and then it goes the other direction. Yes, it does. That's what one of the movie. That's one of the things that made it perfection. 
Okay. All right. I just thought I'd throw that out because that's what I, I would have. I, I would have think it would be not perfect if they would have ended up together. Okay. All right. Well, <clears throat> so we talked a little bit about COVID and the waitress. Uh, now, because uh, now we're on this, we're still in the stay-at-home order. We, we've got some, maybe some light at the end of the tunnel where maybe the governor here in Texas might open some things up. So we're kind of looking forward to that. But uh, but I wanted to pose a question to Greg and, and Dan if they if he wants to answer. Is there is there anything you've been doing project-wise? Is there any hobbies that you've uh, that you've been doing while uh, having to be at home for so much of the day and time? Well, as, as far as I'm concerned, the only thing that I have is uh, I get a lot more honeydews. Oh, yeah. Because the wife's at home as well, right? That's right. I, yeah, I talked to you the other day, and you were washing dishes. Yeah. Greg well, was washing dishes. That's amazing a- and all. A- amen. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I know she loves me for it. Breaking, breaking news. We, we, we now come to Greg's kitchen where we have <laughs> Greg washing dishes. Greg washing dishes. Wow. Well, I either do that or I have to go to my, my home, which is in the garage, and, and I get to do woodworking projects. Uh, so if I don't get to do woodworking projects, then I'm stuck doing the honeydews, which a lot of times involve dishes. Now, so the other chore I know that you were doing, and this is probably more, it's hard to call it a chore, uh, is you were babysitting the grandkids. That's amazing. That's, I don't call that a chore at all. Absolutely, and that's the... If, if there's any blessing at all that's to come out of all this is that we've got to been we got to spend more time with our family and our loved ones yes and I do want to say that I have I do have uh, grandkids but I am not in the 50 club yet uh, I just want to make sure that that is very clear well I'm, I'm I, I at, around this table I'm the I'm the uh, charter member of the 50 club and and Dan you're you're a recent uh, uh, entrance uh, entrant into the into the class uh you know greg little greg you'll you'll get there too one day and you, you could then be in the class and the club with the rest of us uh, but it's uh it is great uh, to to spend some time with i i'm i am not now while greg is not in the in the in the 50 club uh he's in a club that i'm not a part of at this table which is i have no grandkids at this point yeah, I got grandkids and uh, hadn't seen a lot of them and don't like it, but uh, know it's for the better good of everybody right now. Uh, we'll, it'll we'll we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. It's like you said, right at the end of the tunnel. So yeah, uh, so you did some honeydews and you got some woodworking stuff and you're doing. What about you, Dan? Anything that's uh, did you start like a podcast or something? Yeah, started a oh, podcast over this uh, COVID period with with a couple of buddies of mine. Yep. <laughs> yeah, okay. Did right. something like that. Uh, did a little work on the on the RV. Yep. Uh, got a lot more work to do on it, but uh, but that will that's coming. Um, and a lot of you know just little honeydews, nothing big, but uh, little honeydews. Yep. All right, so going back to movies, this is uh, this is uh, something that uh, we've talked about not on a po- not on a podcast, but we've certainly talked around the breakfast table because so I, I kind of have an inkling on some answers in this era. But this is always a this is always a fun topic, which is guilty pleasure movies. There, I thought this was men's breakfast table uh, talk. That's a chip term. Well, all right, <laughs> let's go with movies that are not very good, but we enjoy watching them over and over again. 
How about that? M- movies when we're flipping the channel and it's on, we put the remote. In. Let's let's go with that one. <laughs> I.e. Fast and Furious. Oh, that's your guilty pleasure, huh? Sure, that's your. And Rocky. Okay, those are good stops. Now, it, the, the, at least with Rocky, that's a good movie. I'm, I'm sorry. That's it, not a guilty pleasure. That's not a guilty pleasure because that that is a. I mean, we're talking about an Academy Award winning right. movie. Uh, so Rocky is a definite stop. Now, if you said uh, Rocky Five, no, that's not a guilty pleasure. That's, you don't think so? Not really. Not really. Five? It was a bad movie. It was a terrible movie. It was awful. Yeah. But but no, it's not really guilty pleasure. <laughs> I think a guilty pleasure is as uh, um, God, I can't think of the name of the movie now. Well, I, while you're thinking, I'll I'll throw it Urban Cowboy because that. Which one? Urban Cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a guilty pleasure because it was terrible. Oh, my gosh. Somewhat chickish. Uh, hey, now. Dude, I'm guilty. The one I'm about to give you is going to be very chickish. But, 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 uh, but Urban Cowboy, to me, is, is an extremely quotable movie. I don't know if it has something to do with the homerism of being uh, set in this area uh, or whatever. All right. Here's the one uh, I'm going with. All right. Let me hear it. Legally Blonde. Oh. <laughs> Yikes! You know I've actually never seen it. You need to. I've never seen it, but man, you will watch it more than once. I guarantee you. <laughs> that shocks me. That shocks Why? me. Why, dude? It's a great movie. It's Legally Blonde. It's seriously, not. seriously, it's not a great movie, but it is. Oh, golly! Now the second one, terrible. First one was good though. You got one to throw out, Greg? We'll let Greg do some some thunking on that one. I'll, I'll throw out another one, and this again, don't no no judging. Like well, <clears throat> coal miner's daughter. Wow, <laughs> went in the way back machine. Greg, Greg's you co- so fitty that time. <laughs> <laughs> Greg's coffee. Greg's coffee almost came out his nose. <laughs> coal miner's daughter. I was right. born to coal miner's right. daughter. Well, I'll go back one. Okay. Officer and a gentleman. I, you know, not, not a not a guilty pleasure movie. I, no, it's a, it's a pretty well done movie. Is it mayonnaise? Is it? Nice. <laughs> Do that again. Mayonnaise. Very nice. I want your DOR. <laughs> I ain't gonna quit. <laughs> so you've seen it too. Uh, I've seen it. <laughs> since, since you went military, I, I might have to go with GI Jane. Whoa. Whoa. You watch yeah. that one over and over again? Yes, because she is when she, when she, amazing. And when she gives her little tagline in there, that was pretty funny. Yeah, tagline was pretty wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, th- I know I've seen it, but I, I'm not as familiar, so it's, it must not be a guilty pleasure for me. All right. <laughs> okay. That's, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm done with guilty pleasures. Yeah, we're not, we're not telling I anything else. I think I've been else. judged enough, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. We're not we're done not, with it. We're not, we're done not with talking time. about the notebook or anything. Notebook's no a good book. movie. <laughs> I, re- I rewatched that recently. Dude, Notebook's a good movie. This is flat out good. It's a good movie. Uh, do you, are you saying it's a guilty pleasure of yours? Come on. No. No? No. Yeah, that was just flat out good. Now, I can go through all the romantic comedies uh, in call, consider that guilty pleasure. Absolutely. Uh, but we'll, we'll save we'll save romantic comedies for, for another, another show. Another show. Uh, but and, I'm not I'm not done with this topic. Yet. And we are at dudes' breakfast tables, and we're going to talk about romantic comedies. So yes, if you don't like it, you can fast forward through that part of it, <laughs> or hit us up on Twitter and 
and <laughs> let us know what you might think of that. All right. Here, here's one. Uh, here's one that Greg. This will resonate with Greg. Is uh, Talladega, Talladega Nights. Oh yeah. Uh, wouldn't you say that'd be a guilty pleasure of yours? Absolutely. Greg? It would have to be. Yeah. That's a that's a put the remote. Oh, flip 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 flip. Oh. Yeah. Put the remote down. Oh, Ricky Bobby. Huh? <laughs> yeah. All I those. Want, I want to go fast. I want to go fast. That one and Borat and. No Borat. Borat was great. Come on. No Borat. Seriously? Come on. No, no Borat. Dude, you just don't like to laugh hysterically for no reason. It gets to the point where it's oh, too. Man. It's come on. It's just too much of the. Oh, it's just too much, dude. You know, I could take him in. I could take that uh, that actor in in oh. Talladega, Talladega Nights, but. Uh, oh come on! E- even man. if I take out the seeing the, how my son-in-law is, his name is Ricky. Yeah, uh, this this is. Yeah, it was an easy brought one. Brought up quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go fast. I want to go fast. Shake and bake. So I knew that one would resonate. Number ones that makes eleven. Well, all right. So anybody, anything, any other ones that they can that they want to share with the group that are not too embarrassed to to bring out? I I think I've I think I've done enough. You've done enough damage. (laughs) I think so. I think my character has already been judged. I think so harshly. So again, hit hit me up on Twitter if you've got any other ones. I'm at uh, Dan Paul D A N P A W Travels T R A V E L S. And I'm at Steve-O, uh, excuse me, at Steve-O, S-T-E-V-O, Payne, P-A-Y-N-E on Twitter. Hit us up. We'd love to, we'd love to have you. Uh, we're, we welcome Greg. Thank you for joining us at the breakfast table th- this morning. Yep. Thank you for having me. Many more to come. Many more to come. We'd love to have you. And episode three is now in the books. And Dan, Paul, and Steve, and Greg, we are Out. out.